All right, and welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm the admin of all those Jazz Nation pages you're following online. Jeez, through the TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, MySpace, all the links to those places are in one simple place. Go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. With me, like he usually is, most often is the assistant to the host. His name's Will Wonder. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Ready to talk some some burn it all down Utah jazz talk, huh? Is that what we're doing? And and just real quick, a happy Fourth of July weekend to you and everyone <laughs> listening. And yes. to all our listeners outside the U.S., uh, it's a thing. Look it up. <laughs> all right. So, um, well, you get two episodes of the podcast in one week because some big news happened this week. We uh we got some moves on the. We we thought, hey, we got a new coach. That's good for this week, right? Well, you were you were you were wrong. I'm sorry. Um, I guess let's talk the first trade, which was Royce O'Neal has been traded from the Utah Jazz to now. Now, here's the funny thing about oh, I guess I should finish saying it. He was traded to the Brooklyn Nets for a first round pick. Um, the details of that pick are basically it's either supposed to be Philadelphia or Philadelphia, Houston, Brooklyn. More than likely, it's going to be Philadelphia. Yeah, it'll be the Philadelphia pick next year. Um, first round. And I I don't know. Did they say there was protection on it? Like if it was a lottery or something like that? I don't know. I, I, I didn't see any. I didn't see any type of protection. I, I thought it was just the worst of the three or the best oh. or the, the highest of the three lowest. However you want to look at so it. So basically that's go. why they think it's Philly. Cause it's okay. Yeah. yeah that makes Bro- sense. Brooklyn's imploding Houston's Houston and Philly, you know, okay. should have a decent year. Yep. So, I mean, the, the funny thing about that trade is it came at the worst timing as far as news, just because at the same time that came out was the news that Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. Yeah. So it was almost like, it was like Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. Oh, by the way, the Nets just made a trade, and everyone goes, "What?" Yeah. Oh no, they just trade. They got Royce O'Neal for a draft pick. Yeah, so it was just kind of funny when that happened. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the trade? Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. I mean, it's uh, you get rid of Royce's contract, you get a future asset. You know, this was kind of the beginning of uh, as you like to say, something's going on, something's going on in Utah, or I guess Windhorse had, had uh, alluded to that as well. Shout out Brian. But, but this was kind of the first thing where you were like, Hmm, okay. What does this all mean? Uh, trade wise, it's fine. Right? Like, I think we have an idea of where the jazz are wanting to go. So it makes sense. But in the moment it was kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, jazz Twitter, my God, the conspiracy theories are just, out of control but at this moment they're like oh yeah freeing up some space you know thanks royce for all you've done but looks like we're going on to move on to bigger and better things and uh yeah we'll get into what happened after that i guess in the actual timeline of things it really wasn't the first thing because if you think about it the, the actual fall of things right. kind of within that same i mean i said it jokingly but that day was a bad day to be a friend of donovan mitchell because yeah. technically what kind of started the whole thing is that so going into free agency we knew that Whiteside and House were unrestricted free agents. And then all of a sudden we wake up the morning of and it's like, you know what? Uh, we're actually going to let Pascal and Trent Forrest go too. They're, and Wancho. I mean, yeah, well, then they let them all go. Him. Yeah. yeah. So, um, now, as far as the Juancho part of it all, it's actually, it, it's, I know for a lot of people, it's like, oh, no, we liked him. He's gone. There's actually, it was actually a smart move because he was making quite a bit of money for him. So you let him go, and apparently both camps, from what it sounds like, want to resign. It just had a different contract. So, mm. oh, that's good. 
he hasn't been signed yet. He's still out there. He's still available. And, and I mean, so is Pascal and so Forrest. So you never know. They might just be bringing them back on smaller contracts or something. Yeah. So, um, but they're free agents out there. Um, so that was kind of the start of everything. And then we had the big news happen, which was yesterday, Friday, July 1st, a day. That'll go down in infamy. <laughs> we'll not forget. In the um, annals to- of Carl Malone leaving, uh, get it, uh, uh, Gordon Hayward deciding to go elsewhere. This this gets up there, right? In Utah Jazz well, history. I mean, we, we can get into that a little later as far as where his legacy is going to be with the team. But I mean, um, I just want to remind everyone of something real quick. So when the season ended and we started doing our podcast and we were doing all those fake trade ideas and stuff, this guy right here actually came up with an idea. They can't see who you're pointing. Trade. They can't see who you're pointing at. They can't I'm pointing see to me. Oh, this okay. guy made up a trade about trading Rudy to Minnesota. Although that for cat for yeah, cat that trade revolved okay. around cap. I just Thank want you. to say though, a big part of that trade was us getting Patrick Beverly, and you were all like, "No way, that's no crap. He would never let that happen." Well, I didn't say ladies- Patrick. I, I okay, go ahead. You can, okay, you're, you're misquoting me, but that's fine. Go ahead. What did you say at the time? You said he wouldn't be a good fit or something. What I said? Why would you want Patrick Beverly? But go ahead. Well, because we got him. So, <laughs> so here's what happened uh, yesterday, July first. Rudy Gobert has officially. Well, I guess it's not official, official yet, but he right. sources Rudy Gobert has been traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, for quite a lot, a lot of stuff here. Let's just go over the players first. So the Jazz are getting Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, um, just drafted big guy Walker Kessler, mm-hmm. Jared Vanderbilt, and then here comes the Gold Rush. They get <laughs> multiple first round picks, and these this here's the ladies and gentlemen is the fun part. They're unprotected first round picks. So here's all but the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Here's ahead. the breakdown. Of all of them. So we're getting a 2023 unprotected first round pick from the Timberwolves. A 2025 unprotected first round pick from the Timberwolves. A 2027 unprotected first round pick from the Timberwolves. In 2026, we'll do a pick swap. So if Minnesota has a worse pick than the Jazz, hey, we get it. Um, 2029, uh, we get another first round pick from the Timberwolves. This one is top five protected. Mm-hmm. I got to say, so when the trade first got announced, all it said was the Jazz were getting multiple first round picks. Now, as a, as a diehard Jazz fans. My immediate reaction was, no, this is not a good trade. Because all I saw were all those players and then multiple first rounds. Because obviously when you see that, I think the smart thing to think is they're going to be protected. You know, somehow we're going to get screwed over. But then like maybe about five, ten minutes later and it came out, oh, no, these are unprotected. I've got to be honest. I switched on that and I was like, okay, the Jazz did good on this trade. As as a non-Jazz fan here, let's. what's your opinion on this trade? Did the Jazz come out pretty good on it, do you feel? Yeah, I think so. You you failed to mention Leandro Balmaro. Oh, I, uh, so I, apparently that's not, I don't think that's, there's talk that it's not really going to be part of the deal, I don't think. Or, oh, okay, that's fine. Either way, it wouldn't. <laughs> or it's might going to be like a third team involved in the sense that he'll just get, I don't okay. think the Jazz want him. And also I, Malik Beasley, I don't think the Jazz are going to want either. So either he gets waived or. Really? I, I th- uh, Okay, so on the surface level, Beasley, uh, Beverly, Kessler, Vanderbilt, and all those picks. I think the picks are great. I think you have to think uh, or or have to realize that probably in 23, that Minnesota pick isn't going to be awesome. Still a first rounder. 25, you know, two years after has a potential to be decent. But that 27 pick, Jazz fans, I think is going to have some real, uh, real high expectations 
Minnesota is a franchise that outside of maybe the Sacramento Kings is just really poorly ran. I don't have faith in Minnesota to be a, a great team the next 10 years. Cat, uh, Ant, Ant could ask out, uh, you know, push his way out, whatever. So the picks are great. It, it gives them, gives the Jazz a lot of versatility in having these picks, clearing up a ton of cap space. All of these guys that they got in this trade uh, are only under contract this next year. Beasley has a player or a team option, excuse me. So the Jazz did a great job here in moving Rudy Gobert. I know the Jazz fans don't want to hear that, but what they got back for him was great. Kessler, rookie out of Auburn, very young guy, seven, I think he's seven foot one, uh, led, uh, tied to lead the, the nation in blocks last year in the NCAA, 4.6 blocks per game. Now, does that translate to the NBA? I don't know. You, you would have to think some of it does. Um, hold on, pause that real quick. Cause I actually have some, I wanted to share this too on Kessler. Cause I, a lot of people probably don't know. I mean, just, most jazz fans like me didn't really pay close attention as far as looking at picks or who was in the draft just cause we didn't have a pick. Mm-hmm. So this guy kind of is a mystery, but so this was, this is funny. Cause this is, I'm reading this off the Minnesota Timberwolves Twitter from when they actually drafted him, but this is all his highlights basically. So 2021, 22 Naismith and NABC national defensive player of the year yep. led the NCAA in blocks, mm-hmm. set a single season record with 155 blocks. 2021 to 22 SEC defensive player of the year, 2021, 22, all SEC first team. Um, those are some pretty good stats right there for the guy. Um, also the funny thing here, he actually started his college career with North Carolina. He sure team. did. He sure did. But, uh, Transferred his way on time. out. So, yep. uh, he was, went to Auburn, had a good season and then came into the uh, draft. Um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't expect him to be the starter, but it sounds like he'll be a solid, you know, backup and stuff and has some good potential there. Um, also everyone's asking, is he going to be in summer league? I would not count on him being in the Salt Lake summer league next week. Yeah. Maybe Vegas, maybe Vegas. He'll definitely probably be with the team as far as they're obviously learning and stuff, but playing, I probably wouldn't count on it, but yeah. I mean, did you know anything about him? You kind of knew more about the draft than I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was aware of him. He had been, uh, obviously Jabari Smith, both out of Auburn, uh, I think it was the first year ever that two Auburn players were selected in the first 25 picks. If that's, uh, if my mind, uh, is correct, my memory anyways. Uh, but yeah, Kessler, listen, looking at the roster as it stands now, he may be the starter. <laughs> Obviously we're not, the jazz aren't done in moves, but is it him or is it, you know, Ozbuki who's coming off of that injury? Um, well, we can know. get it. We can get into who maybe the possible next big guy is here in a moment. But let, let's keep keep yeah. on this current topic here. So, um, something I don't know if a lot of Jazz fans know about is that the Timberwolves they actually recently hired a man by the name of Tim Conley. Mm-hmm. Now you say, now who's that? Why do I care who Tim Conley is? Tim Conley was the general manager of the Denver Nuggets, and you go, okay, so Tim Conley was the one that basically traded. Rudy Gobert to the Utah Jazz. He traded that pick to the Jazz. And apparently it's been eating at him for years and <laughs> years because his first move with Minnesota was to make this happen. So that's kind of just an interesting tidbit there. Um, I mean, yeah, it's easy, it's easy to look at this. As far as the Minnesota side of things, I think they're obviously, it almost feels like they're in the Utah position was last year where it's like, we got to win now. It's time to start. 
I don't know if it was they feel pressure from Cat or they're like, okay, we've got Edwards who had a great season last year. It's time to, you know, we need, they're missing. Maybe they felt like they were missing that one piece. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how we've always heard that with Utah. Utah was just missing that other one piece. And they thought, <laughs> they thought Mike Conley was going to be that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it kind of feels like Minnesota is going for, we got to win this now. And I, it almost feels like, like you said, with that one pick, it almost feels like if they don't, I bet they probably are giving them a two year thing. And, cat is at least and saying if you if we're not a certain point by two years i might be requesting a trade i don't know that's kind of the gut feeling i'm getting from it yeah it's a weird it's a weird roster like in in the nba today where it's you know everyone can switch you have wings uh most teams play small you get minnesota who's like uh we're gonna go the opposite way we're gonna play cat and go bear at the same time now granted cat is a much better outside shooter than most bigs he's a very good three-point shooter but I don't, uh, listen, I don't see, like, I'm not, I don't a, think, I don't think it's issue. gonna work. Remember the issue the Jazz had, obviously, when we had favors and Gobert. I don't see that being like an issue for them because, like you said, you know, Cat can spread the floor. It, it is definitely going to be interesting how they figure that out. I mean, I don't think they're done making moves either. I mean, yeah, they, I doubt they, it. they just signed a couple free agents. They got Kyle Anderson. That was a pretty good sign <laughs> for them. And then great grab for them. I, I, I think, think they signed somebody else today. I can't remember who. And, who knows what they're going to do with Russell? I'm sure they're still trying to move him. Probably, I think so. he's the one they have to move if they really want to go to that next level. Because, oh man, yeah, not a big D'Angelo Russell guy over here. <laughs> I would almost wonder if they get rid of him and just have Edwards just kind of be like the guard of all guard, almost like how we want Donovan to be our point. I would, guard I would say it's something, uh, and you know, we'll get off of Minnesota here in a minute, but I would say it's something uh, a mixture of Edwards and Kyle Anderson because Kyle Anderson can really run the offense. He did that quite a bit in uh, Memphis as well. So, yeah, I mean, so now let's, as far as the whole Rudy thing, it is, you know, here's the thing. So when they, I think we all knew a trade was probably going to happen at some point, obviously it was well known just when, but when it did happen, I got to say the, the, the big jazz fan of me just kind of went, Oh man, like it kind of almost took me a second to post about it. Cause I was just like, damn, this is, this is really happening. He's really getting traded. And the other thing that kind of sucks about it that I also don't think a lot of people are thinking about, he got traded to Minnesota. (laughs) Minnesota's in our division. So we're going to play them four times a year at least. So he's going to come back to Utah at least two, sometimes three times a year to play. So it's kind of a bummer. So (laughs) yeah, for that, but you know, in all honesty, Rudy Gobert is a really good guy. I mean, he, when he got here is he was obviously just this tall, skinny French dude that nobody really knew about. I mean, remember that year he got drafted. The big news was Trey Burke. We got Trey Burke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I mean, mean, he was good. He was good coming out of Michigan. (laughs) If you think about it, Rudy really was the last piece of that kind of era of like, Ty Corbin going into the Snyder year, like, and then the Gordon Hayward. I mean, he was really the last piece from that whole generation. And now yeah, he's gone. So, I mean, there's not really anybody left now from that whole piece. And, you know, Rudy was always a, from my own experience, I never actually got to meet the guy, um, but he's always been great as far as like reposting things for us on our pages and retweeting or answering stuff. Um, you know, he even had a party recently and he invited us to it. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it to it, but um you know, I would, just if, want, I mean, it's just in my, he's, he's a great, I obviously he's a great player on the court and stuff, but I think for most of the jazz fans here locally, his, his stuff off the court, you know, he's got a Rudy's foundation thing that he does where I believe it was every block. He would then donate like a thousand dollars to it. It was just, dang. so he, he did a lot of cool stuff off the court and, um, Alex Jensen, the, the 
the current who knows assistant coach of the jazz, but you know, he was really there from the beginning with Rudy as well. And there's a really, I think it was on Rudy's Instagram post where he basically was saying his goodbye. Mm-hmm. Alex's wife kind of left a comment on there and I'm not going to read it all. If you want to find it, it's probably easy to find, but she left a pretty really nice comment about how, you know, Rudy's a really big part of their family because he would spend Thanksgiving with them because he had no mm. family here and stuff like that. And he basically was almost like an uncle to their kids and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. it's easy, you know, it's real easy to sit here and say, you know, the whole Rudy and Donovan thing, it just never worked. You got to trade him. You know, that's just the business of the NBA. But then you get to the off the court and personal kind of stuff, you know, he will be missed in the community, obviously, you know, um, and hopefully he's a, uh, the Minnesota community adopts him and lets him be as cool with them too. I yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head with it's a, it's a business thing because you know, th- this, I mean, Snyder said it when he was leaving, you know, he feels like he took this team as far as he could. They needed a different voice. I think in, in tune with that is that they needed to retool the roster a bit. And uh, with the package they got for Gobert, like you just can't say no to that. All those picks, a young prospect in Kessler and then expiring contracts to free up a lot of stuff next year. I, you just had to do it. So uh, yeah, business, you know, and that's what's funny about a lot of uh, uh, stuff you see on Twitter or jazz fans that would reach out that were upset and sent me messages saying, oh, this is BS. They should have traded Mitchell. You know, we Rudy does so much for our community. And it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, like you said, it's a business. And Mitchell does a lot as well. So it yeah. is what it is. Um, Yeah, I mean, it really is a, a business. I mean, you know, here, I mean, I was thinking about this almost kind of more in a serious thing in the sense that I think us Utah jazz fans, and I think we're now kind of getting better at it, but for, you know, obviously we had Stockton Malone for the longest time. We had all these, we had Sloan. It's almost like we, it's almost like the Utah thing. Right. And I, I, people who don't live in Utah might understand this, but we're, we don't adapt well to change. We're a little Mm -hmm. slow on change. Does that make sense? Like, Oh yeah. And it almost kind of goes over with our feeling of the jazz too. Like we don't like, Fans are going to sit. Okay. This will be honest. And I'm sorry if this makes you all mad, but y'all, some of y'all like to sit and bitch and moan about the team. But then when they actually make changes to try and better the team, then you sit and bitch more about, well, why'd you do that? It's like, you can't people, you can't have it both ways. You want us to get better. Well, changes have to, we can't come back with the same players and hope for different. It, it, this is where we are now, folks. Eventually there were the result never came. So the coach saw it. Um, we had a new owner that could see it, um, changes had to be made and I'm sorry, people. I mean, it's, it is hard, but changes had to be made and we knew it was coming and it's going to be for the better. Even, even at the first, it doesn't seem like it and shit, even maybe this next year. Okay. We don't even know who they, okay. So they say they're going to build around Donovan Mitchell. That's what we're hearing right now, but who knows there that we don't know. That's for sure. By the time we get into this next season, we have no idea what the roster is going to be like. So it's an interesting road we're on right now. I would just say, hold on and trust the process. You know, remember that old saying, trust the process? Well, <laughs> look at Philly. They, they trusted it. Look where they're at, you know, trust, you know, trust, <laughs> trust the jazz process. And I know everyone's like F Danny Ainge. If, well, then if you, you know what I would actually say, if you're saying F Danny Ainge, I just think people are scared to change. That's all it really is. You yeah. are also worried about change and stuff like that. Um, that dude has a title. Remember that people, he has a ring. Okay. And we don't. And that's, that's the important thing. As much as we love Rudy and we want people to stick around, the bottom line is we're in this for a title. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. the bottom line. I, we're, no one's feelings are here to get hurt, but it, that's the main point. We want to win a title and that needs to happen. So you have to make changes. And I would say that very rarely in the NBA, is there like a all-star for all-star trade? You generally don't see that. Usually it's, it's very some, something very similar to this, where it's an all-star player, number of picks, uh, and then that team who then trades that all-star uh, as they're calling it on a lot of jazz Twitter and Tony Jones is, re- is calling it retool the roster. Some call it rebuild. It's not necessarily a rebuild unless Donovan's gone, but I think it's just a, it's, it's a good trade for the future of Utah. Um, and then also like if you don't trade Rudy now and say you trade him when his contract is expiring, he's not going to hold the same value as he would right now. Right. For, for the, for what he's done in the NBA, this is, this year or maybe last was probably the top level of what you would get in return for Rudy Gobert. So yeah. it was, it was time to do it. He's still an all-star. So the only, yeah. the only thing I can imagine that the Minnesota fans are probably like, wow, was the size of his contract, but you know, they, Oh, they got a they, lot of money in those two big guys. Yep. They have. Um, uh, one other thing I did before we get off this topic, I just want to mention. So I was listening to a podcast this morning. It's the ESPN dudes. It's called the Hoop Collective. It's with uh, mm, uh, Brian Winhorst and then also Tim McMahon. And it also had Tim Bontims. Mm, um, but they were boy. talking about how they kind of brought in the Quinn Snyder of it all and saying, you know, basically that Quinn knew this was coming and that probably paid a big factor in why he ended up resigning. So the whole timeline of all, if we're going to be exact is really, I think once Quinn actually resigned, that was probably the writing in the world, the wall for all of this to be coming. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. you know, a lot of people are talking about how they give, uh, Hardy, a 34 year old coach, a five-year contract to kind of get things going. And it, that is another sign that to a lot of people that Utah is planning on rebuilding. Now, Mitchell's still here for the time being, but we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, during that very dramatic first take video that I think has gone. Oh, it's out viral of this world. At this point of wine horse, but he, he basically says, you know, what's Utah doing? They're basically kind of copying what Ainge did in Boston. And he mm-hmm. even mentioned that first thing Ainge did when he was in Boston, he traded everyone and he hired a young coach on a yep. five-year contract too and said, okay, here, here you go. Here's the team. Let's yeah. go. I mean, and you know, to be fair, I know, you know, everyone's like, Ainge, this is all on you. Let's be honest. This is a, Ryan Smith has given the O&K on that. He wanted this. Ryan, obviously, there, I don't think that he's come out publicly saying this, but it's pretty obvious that he was coming in and saying, look, I respect what the Millers have done with the team from here, but this is a whole, we want to win a title and we don't want to sit and wait 20 years for that. We want it now. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you got to bring in some big guns. And he brought in his buddy at retirement, Danny Ainge, and said, let's get to work. You know, everyone's available except Donovan. Who knows if that's true or not? You know, we can we can talk about that now. Let's. I mean, what do the Jazz do from here? So, we we mentioned earlier about the Jazz not having a big man at the same time that this whole Rudy thing trade was going on. There was a writer, and I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he basically said that the Jazz are now a team to watch out for as far as the DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Um, talk and that they're very interested in doing a sign trade with Suns for him. And I, that kind of felt like it came out of nowhere for me. I was like, whoa, how about that? Um, what well, kind of dropped that right after that Rudy stuff yeah. happened? It was like, oh, and by the way, I yeah. mean, if you think about it, the Jazz, I mean, even just looking into next year's draft, they have three first round picks now. 
mm-hmm. their hands. So um, do I really expect them to get Aiden? Eh, I mean, the easy thing to say is no, but hell, did I expect them to make this trade and get all these things in one week, yeah. you know, all these, I don't know. And did I expect Kevin Durant to say he wants out? No. And would I really, okay, this is going to sound bonkers to say, but would I, do I don't, absolutely think there is don't, no don't way say, that Kevin don't, Durant? No, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Go ahead. I I, don't there, do there's, it. There's, is he not into techie stuff? He oh loves techie stuff. What do we yeah. got going on here? Techie stuff. Our owner's a techie guy. Um, Dwayne Wade's here. I'm sure Dwayne Wade would love to. I'm just saying, I'm, I could see him saying, look, I'll do like a one year contract with an option and let's see how this goes for one year. Otherwise I'm out. Well, I think, I think Can he's... you imagine, just imagine his legacy where it is right now. If he could come to Utah hmm. and win a tie, like, I would think that would put him in some pretty back up on the Rushmore for some folks. I don't know. Well, he's, uh, I, I think Kevin Durant, his contract isn't expiring next year. Right. Let me look this I up. I don't no. want to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. So if he gives an, out. okay, no, he wants out. There's no question about it. Uh, but his contract would be up in 25, 26. So, and he's well, 30, my- he's 34 years old. Let's, let's keep it, uh, keep it 100 as the kids say, great, great player, great score. One of the best scores ever. Um, but is Danny Ainge looking to unload? what he just got for a 34 going on 35 year old guy uh, who essentially in the last, you know, forced his way out of Brooklyn because he's not happy with what's going on there. And uh, I don't think that's the, uh, listen, so many people put that on Twitter. I got text. Hey, do you think Utah could really get Durant? No. They, I mean, all I'm saying (laughs) is they have pieces now to do something. They got pieces to do a lot of things. Something's Something's going on in going on. 1,000%. Okay, let's say this. Let's just say this. Out of the Aiton or Durant realms (laughs) of possibility, which one do you feel like would be more realistic? Aiton is much more realistic. Um, I mean, there's there's Miles Turner as well, who uh, the Pacers are looking to move. Listen, you make that face, but Miles Turner's less expensive. um, Probably not as good as Aiton, right? You look at Aiton, who's going to, he's going to get paid. That's the thing is like they're Phoenix doesn't want to pay him. That's well, why give, we're, they're in this mess. Can I give you a dark horse? Sure. So, so obviously we knew Toronto was apparently in, and from what I heard for like when Tony Jones was on a recent interview, he said they were still very much in the, they were, it was, it basically came down to Minnesota and Toronto for Ruby. Yeah. And I guess even this Minnesota trade was, almost possible on Thursday, but the jazz were really, really wanting, uh, was it McDaniels? McDaniels yeah. Which is hilarious because someone pointed out on Twitter that you could have had him in the draft, but you chose you doke over him. So uh, <laughs> it's always funny when that happens, but apparently that didn't happen. But so what I'm saying also is that the dark horse for me could also be Toronto because apparently the jazz really have interest in Gary Trent jr. Like they feel like really want him. Well, he's a so, great, I love Gary Trent jr, but he's not, I, I uh I thought we were talking centers. That's my bad. Oh, but yeah, was, no, Gary. I'm not done. Gary I'm not done. Oh, okay. Hold up. Chris the Boucher, dark, what are we doing? The the dark horse here is I just wonder is to the Jazz now maybe possibly still go to Toronto and say, look, we have Boyan. We have a bunch of draft picks. Give us OG, give us Gary Trent. Let's make a deal. I don't know. And maybe there's they have to obviously get a third team involved or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe remember how we were talking earlier that maybe there's a third team involved with this Minnesota trade. 
I mean, yeah. again, that trade's not official, people. There could be, by the time it comes out as a press release and official, there could be a third team with it. You never know. So, Can you imagine if there was some hiccup and it just didn't happen? <laughs> like Rudy doesn't pass his physical? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry. That'd be crazy, but go ahead. Uh, I don't no, know. Um, Toronto, that'd be a good, that'd be a great OG and Gary Trent. Good wings. Um, but you know, and then I guess you put Walker Kessler at center, but that would be fun. But I, I, Oh my God, there's just so many. What ifs the biggest, what if is Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. I, I know that a lot of, you know, Tony Jones said they're retooling around him. Uh, I listened to a bit of that same podcast you were talking about with Winhorse and McMahon. They're saying, yeah, he's not going to be around past the trade deadline. Is there, is there feelings? And you know, the whole talk was, Hey, we want an all-star here in Utah for the all-star break here in Utah. Well, do they move him after the all-star break? Cause trade deadline is March next year. All-star is February. Maybe that's a thing. So know. yeah, and in that podcast, Tim McMahon had said that he asked, basically straight up asked Donovan, basically at the end of the Dallas and Jazz series, saying, "So you want to stay in Utah? What? How are you feeling?" And I guess Donovan told him, "I don't know. Give me like two weeks, and I'll get back to you." I mean, that's when I heard that, I was like, "Damn, that's not really, really fun to hear." But uh, and if, you yeah. know, he even went on to say, and "Now he's been on Instagram posting a bunch of things, and hasn't said much about how he loves Utah or saying anything about trades." And really, the only thing he said is by Royce and that he's working out with them still. I mean, you right say anything now. to Rudy? Uh, not that I've seen, mm. um, <laughs> you know, he, he obviously, you know, Eric Pascal left a comment on Instagram saying, thanks Utah and stuff like that. And he left, I saw that he left a comment on there or something. Yeah. So Just call him a bum or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I uh, you know, I think we talked last week and I said, uh, I said a lot of things, but from what I actually remember was, Number one, hold on to your butts. Number two, it seems like everything is leading up to them possibly moving Donovan. And it, it, even further with, and sure, they can bring Pascal back. They're not bringing Royce back, obviously. He's been traded. Didn't seem like they went with Johnny Bryant, who, what we heard, and obviously we're not in the locker rooms. We don't have a personal relationship with Donovan Mitchell, so we don't know. But it seems like that's the guy he wanted from everything that we read. So I don't know what it all means, but. Like you said, something is going on. Yeah. I mean, and I've always said it's hard, you know, don't read too much into the social media stuff and things like that. Cause people, people love to look deep into those kind of things. And Rudy changed his Instagram and Donovan's doing this and stuff. And yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll just, I, I try to still live by that, but I have to say it definitely is interesting to see that just like, um, hell I've seen Royce O'Neill on his Instagram. Who's now not even on the team anymore. Post something about Rudy and stuff like yeah. that. So, so. You know, it's just, it's just a little interesting is all. Um, I mean, okay, well, we can talk a little bit about the Donovan of all. I mean, if we're talking about a whole timeline here, almost it's like the, if you're in the Marvel timeline and then you get to the end, you're at the end game. It's the whole blow. Mm. It almost feels like we're at. Is Danny Ainge. What's his name? Who snaps his fingers? Yeah. Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Are we at that part where it's a whole blow up? Like, and now they're just waiting for Donovan to say, you know, are you snapping your fingers? Are you done? What What are we doing? Are you, is it all good? Um, one thing I keep, I was saying to somebody yesterday that I'm like, I think people are kind of forgetting, you know, we have Dwayne Wade here and I almost, you know, now that I think about it, I feel like his whole sole purpose to be with the team was to almost be like Donovan's dude. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine, I guarantee it's not, it's not Ryan Smith. It's probably not 
Justin Zanuck. It's probably not Danny Ainge and it's probably not Fizdale now contacting Donovan saying, Hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. I, I, it's probably Dwayne Wade almost every other day saying, Hey dude, how, how's, how's it going? How's your, you know, how's your summer? Just mm-hmm. checking in. How's workouts? See you in town. Let's work out, you know, keeping that connection. And it, to me, and I'm just trying to look on the positive side as a jazz fan here, as long as Wade's here, I still feel positive that Donovan, does that make sense? Still has like a connection, wants to be here in that sense. Like he's keeping them. I would. I, yeah, and then he's ahead. like, look, dude, we, you know, we we're we're building around this team. We we're, we're making, we told you we're going to make moves if, if it didn't work and we're, we're, we've stuck to our word. You, and now we need you to stick by your word and mm-hmm. chance here. And in all fairness, I mean, Donovan hasn't come out and said F Utah or said anything rude about the jazz, you know, uh, yeah. he hasn't said anything. It's fine. He doesn't need to, there's no law or rule saying in his contract, when you're in your summer, you need to say all praise be to Utah jazz or anything like that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think people are, might be forgetting the whole weight of it all. Like his whole purpose, honestly, probably is just to keep tabs on Donovan and make sure he's still happy and things are good. And does that make sense? You, could you, could you kind of agree is not the non jazz fan here? I, I mean, I thought that's why they brought Wade in initially, uh, you know, but obviously, I mean, as a, from a business sense, you get a name like Dwayne Wade as a part of the ownership group. It just looks good, helps attract players. But, uh, but that's what a lot of people thought. And that makes sense. Now, does that mean that that makes Donovan Mitchell want to stay here? Um, I mean, Dwayne Wade isn't on the court with him, unfortunately. Right. So I think if they, can build this team, get some solid pieces around him with the promise of, yeah, next year there's going to be even more moves. Again, there's a lot of versatility Utah has with all of these picks and the expirings that, you know, they have with Beasley, Beverly, uh, Vanderbilt. And then obviously Kessler will be on a much smaller deal for the long term and he could he could end up being a decent player. Um but to answer your question, yes, initially it made sense. But unless they get players around Donovan, I don't think he really cares who's in the ownership group because at the end of the day, it's his legacy, right? I know he's still decently young, but NBA years are like almost like dog years in a sense. So he doesn't have that much longer if we're going to be real. So let's, I guess let's stop beating around the bush here and let's get straight to it. At the start of the 2022-23 NBA season, do you, and I'm me, the Jazz hardcore fan here, I'm not going to answer this because I don't want to, you, the non-Jazz fan, do you see Donovan Mitchell still being on the team or is he gone by the time the season starts? I think he's here at the beginning of the season. I do, however, if there's a possibility of him actually leaving, it, I think it's post-All-Star break. If he makes All-Star, for whatever reason, that was the huge talk. Hey, we want an All-Star here when the NBA all-star game comes to Utah. Well, trade deadline is post uh, all-star break. So maybe that's what it is. Now, this is the thing. We're July 2nd, right? I'm just looking at my calendar to verify that. There's a lot of moves left to be made. And as everyone has said, McMahon, Jones, Windhorst, everybody, Utah's not done. So are they turning Boyan and uh, Conley into something? Are they turning those picks into something? We have to wait and see. Unfortunately, we have to live in the moment uh, in podcasting. (laughs) So it's hard to say right now. I do think he is here at the beginning of the season. Now, if he makes it the full season, will really depend on what the Jazz do with this roster. 
Yeah, and I actually I forgot to mention I did mention this earlier. Speaking of Mike Conley, um, Tony Jones had said yesterday on an interview on a local radio station that apparently the Jazz were like very, 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 very close to trading him this earlier this week to a he wouldn't say the exact team he just said to a Western Conference team, but then that team basically almost toward the last minute of it all pivoted and decided to go with something else. Now, hearing that, a lot of the speculation from Jazz Twitter was that it had to be the Clippers in the sense that. You know, now they just gotten John. Well, they Wall, got John so no Wall, longer yeah. needed needed <clears throat> Mike Conley. So hmm. that was kind of surprising to hear that. I thought he was going to say that it was going to be the Wizards because they had just made a deal too and probably no longer need him. So, um, I mean, we all know that the Jazz are probably trying to move Conley, but there's some more realistic talk that it was very very close to happening, even as as soon as earlier this week. So he yeah. was almost the first piece to be moved. Um, I wonder so if I ven- I wonder if I Venmo be- Tony Jones like ten bucks a month if he'll just give me like small leaks like stuff that's going on and i'll just kind of hint around it on this i don't know uh, i mean I, I think he would need to pay him more because i'm sure he makes more than that every time he goes on these espn things and stuff yeah so. you're right but you should pay ten dollars a month and subscribe to his article on the athletic because he does write really yeah. great insights it's cheaper it. than that it, uh, athletics no, cheaper it's than way that. cheaper it's like three dollars yeah yeah i do it yeah, yeah. For, all, for everyone that complains that they gotta you know subscribe to things uh like the athletic or you know even the salt lake tribune you know that's how these writers make their money, people. You yeah. gotta, you gotta give them the, instead of going and getting a Big Mac today or whatever, just give them three dollars, and you know, I bet you won't even miss it. Yeah, you can't buy a um, newspaper anymore. It's just how it is. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the other thing I guess just to mention right now is free agency, as we said, is going on, and the Jazz, as of now, haven't signed anybody. Kind of, <laughs> a little surprising. It, I mean, I, I, I. I, I, there was a, okay. There was a player that recently became free agent and I was really hoping the jazz were going to get him. And that was Lonnie Walker. Um, and I just felt like that was a dude. I mean, he was in the Spurs system, which we all know the jazz love the Spurs system. It's kind of their thing too. Um, so I just felt like he could have been a good guy to pick up, but unfortunately he went to the Lakers for only like 6 million. So I'm not a big, I, I, I thought Lonnie Walker had a lot. And again, he's still young. I thought he had a lot of potential coming out of college uh, but it just never seemed to work in San Antonio. He's not a great three-point shooter. He's decent on the defensive end. He can get to the bucket. But when you said that, I just was kind of like, meh, you know, maybe. But there's, I don't know, mid-level exception guy. He's probably like one of the worst. And then the other guy that I actually mentioned on our podcast this week that I was would love to have seen the Jazz possibly get was a former University of Utah player, Dallon Wright, who is actually now going to play with his other former uh, University of Utah teammate Kyle Kuzma in Washington. Ooh. So, um, good, good for Washington there to pick that up. Um, as far as on the Jazz front of things, they like I said they hadn't signed anybody, but former Jazz man Joe Ingles, kind of I didn't see this one coming. I don't think anybody really did, but uh, signs with Milwaukee, and it, you know <sighs> that's a good team for him to go to, obviously. But it, it's great. I, I kind of again thought about it more once that signing happened. It, it made sense in that. Joe's connection to the jazz, obviously he's got a big community thing here and stuff and all that, but he really was a big fan of Quinn Snyder. Those two were pretty close. And I think once Quinn was gone, I, I I kept thinking Joe was coming back, but I, but I should have really thought of it once Quinn was gone. What was the reason for Joe to come back? I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. he's got a house here and all that. So what, you know, he can get a house in Milwaukee or wherever. So, um, I love that. I love that for Milwaukee. He's a, I mean, he's probably not going to be able to play until, what January, February, but that he's not going to need to either. And, and he's that, just that good bench guy for him. He's a good, 
bench right and the what he can do to kind of switch things up handle the ball for them start their offense when in times where Giannis is getting a you know a breather or whatever that man Milwaukee scary next year for sure and then um had we mentioned earlier, Jazz free agent Daniel House Jr. Well, I can't, I won't be saying that so much anymore. No, that's too bad. <laughs> it was kind of surprising. You know, he was the, out of all the free agents, he was the first one to get signed. Uh, yeah. He went to Philadelphia and it's just crazy to think about it. I mean, last year he didn't even have a team. He was waived and he was just sitting there and mm-hmm. we picked him up. So he got his, yeah, you know, got his money back. Worked, worked hard and getting some good money now in yeah. Philly. So good for him. So Philly's just Houston 2.0 now. They get PJ Tucker and, Add that to Joel Embiid, James Harden, Daniel House. I don't know who well, else I mean, they're going to get. Harden's not signed yet. So. Oh, he'll be there. That's Something. He opted out to be able to bring guys I in. I know, but, you know, I just love to stir the pot. So <laughs> Maybe he's I, coming again, to Utah. You think hey, it could happen? You think no. it could happen? God, oh. no. Okay. Um, so, again, as, as of the time we're recording this right now, um, Eric Pascal, Trent Forrest, Juancho, they're all still free agents. Um yeah. The other one that was a free agent signing that I think a lot of jazz fans were hopeful for was Gary Payton. The second boy, did he get paid? He's going to Portland uh, trailblazers mm-hmm. to play with them. Uh, that's going to be an interesting team. And I also saw, um, so we, we've had him on the show before our, our upset jazz fan, Louise, who is just eating and foaming at the mouth that the jazz somehow get Dame Dalla on the jazz. Um, and you know Ugh. there was this whole thing coming out that he that the Portland is going to give him another contract extension, some more money. But there was something I saw on Twitter yesterday that his camp was saying, "Well, I don't know, but we'll think about that." You know, so yeah, I mean, as they should, they're, they're not all in yet on him re upping with them. So yeah. that's kind well, of they, an interesting thing. They've made some moves to try to improve that team. Obviously, Jeremy Grant bringing Gary Payton the second, giving resigned was Simmons right? Yeah. Uh, maybe gave him a little bit too much for what he does, but he's still young. But uh, and then Nurk, they brought Nurk back, so they're doing things to try to make sure that Dame stays. They probably need to do, you know, another move. But I, I would do the same thing if I'm Dame at this point. Like he's proved his loyalty, but coming to Utah, listen, you know, I got to hear it from Luis. I don't, it just let's not start another. Rumor <laughs> Wait, okay, that- let's do this. Who's more? We should have. Now, who's more realistic? KD to Utah, Aiton to Utah, the no, Toronto, the, no, the Toronto <laughs> stuff that I mentioned oh, to Utah, okay. or Dame Dollar to Utah. You've got a lot to choose from there. Which one is your realistic one? Uh, oh, man. Okay. So, not KD or Dame. Um, the Toronto thing could have some legs, but I think weren't they really more interested in Gobert? Like, unless you're giving some decent picks to them, why would they trade OG? And Gary Trent for Conley and Boyan or whatever well, I mean, it may be. Wasn't there that whole talk at the end of the season that OG was not happy with them and stuff? So I don't know. Yeah, you know, but it's yeah. your old saying, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously someone <laughs> said that. So. Okay, so out of all those, I'd say Aiton is the most realistic in the picks that Utah has, and uh, you know what? But uh, I still don't think any of them happen. Sorry, Jazz fans. Well, it's fun to talk about it. Yeah, though. it'd be so, cool if it did, though. I'd be, you know, our show next, our show of this next upcoming season would be a little bit better. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Let, I guess let's end this episode this one week from today. It's next Saturday, July the 9th, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do you think at that time that Mike Conley and Boyan are still with the Utah Jazz? 
Or do you say maybe at least one of them's traded, both of them? What, what, what are you thinking? I think probably one of them's gone. Just that Which, quick. You think they're just ready to start moving? These seven days. Out? I mean, if, if, if there was a deal in place for Conley last week and it didn't happen, that means that, you know, they're, they're looking more than likely looking for others. And everything that we've heard, again, Jones, Windhorse, McMahon, everyone's saying Utah's not done. And usually you're not seeing trades like, August, right? It's going to happen. I would say, yeah, by, by next week, by next well, then, Saturday, something else. And then also, I mean, keep in mind, like we said, the last episode, this next week, July 5th, summer league starts. So mm-hmm. uh, that's when a lot of, you know, a lot of people, execs, other teams are in town. They're like, Hey, how are you yeah. doing? Let's go get a, let's go get a, you know, a sandwich and talk yeah, this out. I got a, I got a good sushi bar down the road. Let's go have a chat. And then obviously a couple of days after Salt Lake, somebody, everybody is in Vegas for yeah. like two weeks together. So yep. um, if it, if it doesn't happen within this week, there's these next couple of weeks, they're all going to be in person together talking, you know, yeah. obviously they can zoom and talk that way or FaceTime, but they're all about to be in the same city together talking. So some, Hey, what have we been saying? Something is going on in Utah 1, and it's about to possibly you know, when they go to Vegas, they could also be something going on there. So, yeah. And if anyone's going down to Vegas for summer league, just know it's a crazy time. Uh, yeah. Well, good luck because you know, flights are crazy. Also, yeah. man, Vegas summer is, you know how you're always like, I wonder how, if there is a hell, how miserably <laughs> hot it could be. Well, go to Vegas yeah, in, the in the summer. It's miserable. Yeah. And walk on the strip hungover. No, don't that's even try know. doing the strip. It's, <laughs> I'm talking about that's closest to hell. Because like even when you're walking the strip and you know you go to touch the the handrail and just like la da da and then you touch that it just fries your hand. You're just mm-hmm. like, this sucks. I can't even walk from one casino to the next. I'm dying. <laughs> Boy, have we gone off topic? Well, that's um, fine. Again, like we said last podcast, by the way, if you're a summer league starts Salt Lake July 5th, we'll be there for that game. Yep. Um, and I got a sticker at DJ Will Wonder on Twitter. Follow me, and then we'll link up. You can get that's only one. I got one sticker to give away. I want to keep one of them that I have. I maybe, got one maybe we'll try and like do a quick thing saying, Hey, we're here at the store. Well, we'll say hi. I, I don't you know, know. I, I, we'll figure it out. We'll but figure it out. I'm not going to tell everyone our exact section we're in, but we're in the section kind of behind the visitor area because we wanted to get close to Chet. Yeah. We want to go, Hey, Chet. Some, some Chet sweat. Oh, hey, Chet. <laughs> um, also, right. I'll, I'll be playing in the Utah Jazz three on three tournament, the sixth. So if you're in the 30 and over league, there's a good chance I'm going to be cooking your ass out there on the court. Just, think about it that way wow okay <laughs> the, the s talking is going on um all right well let's wrap this podcast up two episodes in one week people didn't think it could be done but gosh darn it we have done it oh, you know what I, ho- I hope we don't have another one i hope we don't have another one tomorrow i gotta say i, I i'm about <laughs> to leave town for the weekend so uh i hope there's not another big trade going on in the next couple of days because I will be out of town. So probably with not uh, great Wi-Fi. Is that what I'm probably saying? not great service. Either, so. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. Well, before okay. we head out on our 4th of July vacations, you got some plugs you'd like to get in again. Uh, I mean, I, I did it on the last episode. We'll wonder pod every Wednesday. Uh, this last one, we covered Jay-Z's 444 five-year anniversary with my friend Alonzo Oliver from the young OG perspective and young OG media. So make sure you check that out. Again, we'll be at Summer League, the 5th, and I'll tweet out where we're at. Come get it. one sticker. First come, first serve. It is what it is. Uh, and then the 6th, I will be at uh, the 3-on-3 tournament. So if you're out there, come say hi. I'll be – I'm really pale, tall, bald, 
serving buckets up to these 30 plus year olds. So you'll yeah, find me. Those are, and there's very few of those here in the Salt Lake area, tall, bald, white guys. So well, I'm you know, very, I'm very pale. Well, still, <laughs> well, mazel tov to you and good luck to your knees and your hips and all that. Oh, and yeah. you're playing there, uh, ice up and have your, have your body armor with you. Hopefully oh. you still have a case left. Um, I guess that's it. We, uh, we, we will give our final goodbyes right now to Rudy. Uh, on behalf of all jazz nation, we, uh, we appreciate you for, Everything you've done for the community, for our team, it was a great nine years. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll never forget when you got a little emotional when you didn't make the All-Star game. And then you came back the next year and you made the damn team. So There you go. Are those real tears that you have right now? You have. Uh, oh, boy. You got three defensive title awards. That's awesome. Defensive player of the year. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> we're just really proud of you and. God, best of luck in Minnesota. But when you guys play the Jazz, we are going to whoop your ass. So uh, good luck, Rudy. Good luck with the T-Wolves. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Jazz Nation podcast. Make sure you're subscribing, reviewing, giving us thumbs up, all the stars, wherever it is you're listening. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, probably somewhere else to listen. Tell your friends, share it if you could, get the word out. Um, Who knows when the next episode will be because we never know what the next deal is going to be. But Uh, stick around and listen and we'll be back sometime soon i'm sure thanks for listening to this episode see you guys later enjoy your weekend if you're listening on the weekend and bye-bye